Hello everyone and welcome to this Party Force podcast of Mental Men where we discuss mental health in accordance with men and how we think, feel and what makes us strange human beings and hard to live with. I'm here today in Ballyferma College with my fellow students. Um, we have Keith, Keane and Carl um, all ready to talk about their feelings and emotions and all that stuff no one ever wants to talk about. And we're going to start with Keith. Do you want to introduce yourself, Keith? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm the other Keith. I'm Keith Gairn from the MRH1 radio uh, course here in Ballyferma College. Uh, how about you, Ken? Yeah, my name is Keen. In year two of radio, I share a class with Keith and Carl, which is the collaborative project. And I'm from Wicklow, live in Rialto. And uh, I'm Carl. I happen to be in MJH two with Keith. And yeah, we've uh, we're having a go at the we're having a go at a bit of journalism, but uh, that includes a fair bit of variety as well. And you know, that's why I'm here. Yeah, just for any confusions, um, we've two Keiths, so we're going to break them up as um, beautiful Keith and good-looking Keith. So <laughs> we're not going to elaborate which, don't worry. Yeah, they'll, they'll which one do you want to be? <laughs> face for radio. Um, yeah, <laughs> face for radio. Not the voice, though. Wonderful. Uh, Keith, what made this podcast um, attractive to you? Um, honestly, it was just the idea itself uh men's mental health and just mental health in general isn't i know it's talked about a lot more nowadays than it is before but even still i don't think it's talked about enough in a you know a more chill context where you can actually hear about people's emotions and i just want i was in the mood to just talk just talk mm. about something you know yeah safe yeah. place Keith. yeah something like yeah. that yeah well with yourself again yeah so you you came up with the idea and i thought it was really good for that reason, because it was a bit less clinical and a bit more conversational. Um, plus, with what everybody's gone through in the country, with COVID, lockdowns, for us, college being very strange, being online a lot and everything, it plays into mental health, you know? Uh, so that's why I jumped on board. Mm. About you, Ken? Well, Keith, I've been looking at social issues for a good few years now actually and well one of the things that's a big taboo actually happens to be men's mental health being talked about in a kind of a casual or even a more serious sense but although this format is casual well, let's go stick with that and yeah I uh, I just have a bit of a passion to go and actually be able to talk about things openly and to, to work through it to solve it you know mm. so that people can realise that they're not really on their own so that lads all around all ages realise that they're not all on their own you know yeah, it's funny you say that because we actually came up with a game to solve all those problems. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's called the head hat, and the idea of the head hat is, and just say I did not come up with this game. I actually robbed on someone else. But the head hat is basically we googled words and feelings the most associated with mental health, and we put them in a hat, and we all picked one, and none of us know what the word is till now. So the idea of it is that you relate with this word feeling emotions they're all feelings and emotions we're in the last seven days so we're in the last week so i don't want to hear about the time christopher robbed your football boots in fourth class <laughs> what if that was a week ago well oh, there yeah, you go a week ago yeah <laughs> are you okay. saying it was you keith was it you <laughs> your football boot robber keith uh, uh, <laughs> oh, anyways the game <laughs> <laughs> Just a polite bit of thievery, it's okay. Yeah. So, Gentleman's thievery. Gentleman's thievery, yes. <laughs> so jokes aside, Keith, you want to start? 
Uh, okay. Uh, depressed. Okay. Uh, pretty heavy one to start off yeah. with uh, first. But um, actually, that is a very heavy one to start off with first. Uh, over the past seven days, I would say at some point I was feeling it. Like a couple of days ago, there, there's been stuff going on in my personal life that has been a bit of a challenge to deal with. But uh, now more than ever i feel like i've found uh a way to deal with it myself normally i'd confide in other people but um like walking my dog has mm. been so helpful especially when i'm like i just throw in an album like a daft punk album walk my dog just go around for like an hour it like really helps to clear my head and i i, I really needed that today uh, not today this week yeah i think like people already say when you have to press the talk and all but I think a part of depression, for me anyway, is I don't want to talk. Um, I don't want to be around people. And, and um, oddly enough, we buried the family dog this week. Oh. Um, oh. So, yeah, I, I, I totally get the dog thing, mm. um, walking the dog. And, um, they're a lovely animal, to, yeah. to, especially for depression. You yeah, they're, they're so loving. Mm. Mm. And, and, and they don't talk back. Sometimes they do if they're smaller, they usually bark back at you or something. Yeah, yeah. It's always the small ones, isn't it? Yeah. Not yeah. that's, that's nothing on my stature at all, but the small ones tend to yap a lot, don't they? So, oh yeah. Uh, before when you would be depressed, what would have before you came to that solution like walking a dog, what 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 would you have done? Or would you have done anything? Um there have been a few different things. There's been like uh, I'd usually talk to some of my friends uh, mm. who've gone through something somewhat similar and gone past, you know, because I always think like either support system or just advice is always helpful. Even if it's not helpful to your situation, it's still nice to hear someone's opinion and just know that it's not like, it's not a unique feeling just to you. It's nice to know that like every, everyone's in it together to some degree because everyone does feel depressed at some point in their life. It's just impossible not to, you know? Yeah, I think the figure is men will go through depression at least three times. I think it's five times in, in women, but three times in a lifetime for a man, at least. Yeah. So. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Mm, yeah, so what, what do, you, do you fight depression or do you go with it? Uh, see, whenever like it be depression, it would never be just depression. Usually it's mm. that fuel with other emotions, and I use those other emotions to fight it like uh, anxiety is something that is very heavily associated with depression and mm. uh, I actually use the anxiety of failure to push myself to do even better and once I do better and I do something that is good I get that dopamine hit and I'm like I'm proud of myself I've done something you know mm. but when you don't fail it, when you do fail at the thing you're trying to do it does kind of make it worse so it's not the perfect solution but there's no perfect solution so so would you say the the lows of depression are lower than the highs. Would, would that make sense? Yes. Yeah, very much so. I don't really get the highs. Uh, it there can it it kind of just depends on your mindset on a number of different things. Uh based on your current situation where you were before, like no matter how I am now, I will always know that my situation was better than it used to be years ago. So I always have that mm. to help with the coping and stuff like that, you know? I kind of get an idea of that, yeah. And um, just to go back a little bit on the idea of like this, these highs of depression rather than the lows, I mean, ex I've experienced using using other kinds of uh, modes of thought to not look 
at the underlying issue as well, which is what was really bothering me. And, you know, I would go and distract myself with another another pattern of thinking altogether to go and act like everything's fine instead. And that just sort of muffles it down for a point, but it just gets worse if I try to go and... If I try, if I was to try and go into to get in the ring with it, repress it, uh, to to get to get into the ring with it mm. is the ultimate conclusion at the end of the point, because that way you're not running from it anymore. But uh, you have to face it honestly, you know. And yeah, like fight or flight, isn't that what they say in general with these things? That you either fight it, face on, or you you run away from from it. And I know from a psychological point of view, uh, running away apparently is the the worst thing you can do because then you get into a pattern of yeah. of kind of the result not of, facing it. The result of the third uh, less fortunate option of freeze as well, the third F, which is also very common. Oh, I've okay. gone off the sort of beaten path where lately and I've, I've been listening to a lot of sort of spiritual sort of people. Um, not that I'm spiritual, but I just need to let it be. If I'm depressed, I go up and lie down. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that probably happens to me at least once a week. Um, on it was a Sunday, I found myself. I was just tired. I was just cranky for no reason. Um, mm. so I went up a lie down. I I've I've learned to create a environment where it's okay to be depressed. So I think I think it was Vinnie Jones. Oddly enough, said one time he asked his wife, "He always makes the bed, so it doesn't matter how depressed he is. He always has a clean bed to get into." And I swear by that. Mm. Um, and I make the 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 bedroom my room the best place in the house to be so when I get depressed I can call up in a comfortable space and I just these days I, I just tend to let it pass wow I, yeah that's, anyone, that's interesting yeah. That, yeah. yeah but I think that comes from years of like what you're saying of fighting and, and walking the dog and getting in the ring with their own thoughts um, I don't think depression is something you can think your way out of is that I don't know no I wouldn't say you can think unfortunately not no. definitely not no mm-hmm. so what else, Keith, before we move on, is that when you're in that place of depression or sadness, anxiety, is that like food you eat, film you watch? Uh, it's it's a lot of food. I'm not a very like addictive person. I don't have much of an addictive personality, but I do comfort eat like a lot. I'm, I'm a bit better than I used to be, but like, you know, chocolate biscuits, like just right in, uh, you, know, you know, the cheaper areas of chops because you can get more for less kind of thing. Oh, yeah some biscuits and jelly stuff like that but uh yeah but that'd probably be the only comfort thing that i'd actually do what's the de- what's the depression biscuit what's the uh hobnobs <laughs> hobnobs hobnobs no just the oe hobnobs oh, yeah. sometimes the you get the caramel hobnobs. ones oh, as well yeah they're really nice with tea or without tea with tea with tea yeah that's a good choice is there oh, no yeah. shout for a uh, custard cream no no they'd make they're a happy biscuit they're for poor people not depressed before <laughs> <laughs> when you're broke <laughs> mm. Biscoff Any, anyone anyone for a Biscoff what's a Biscoff what's a Biscoff, Biscoff. Uh, you used to get them in the likes of the franchise cafes like Costa they're the little brown lads oh, I remember oh, the little, with coffee the posh ones yeah the posh yeah the Kyoza yeah. biscuits yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a nice uh, nice package of um you know, it's kind of milk chocolate. Sometimes it's dark chocolate biscuits, and it's just like it's a nice tin bit, and you know, got a layer on top. And then you flip it over. What does it say on the back? Butter cakes. 
just like it's just it's a strange little strange little one there but um yeah you can get a little orality handy enough they go for a pretty cheap bag of uh, box of about say nine of them go for that yeah fun fact they look about, fancy, um, but they're nice and tasty fun fact about dark chocolate it's, it's actually good for the brain oh, in yeah. moderation oh yeah absolutely mm. is it yeah yeah well um a damaged brain so it's very good for brain injuries so it's good for the brain but specifically brain injury so um, yeah and apparently dark chocolate you it's one of the few sweets you should eat after eight o'clock as in it won't keep your digestive system going so it won't keep you awake it digests very quickly helps you sleep yeah life hacks eight hours nice very important yeah anything else you want to add keep before i move on uh no 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 pretty good yeah keen what did the hat give you? Okay, let's see what the head hat has for me. Embarrassed. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Oh, that's 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 a good one. I I I would honestly say that I would get embarrassed very easily in general. So mm. over the last seven days, it's probably happened seven to fourteen times. <laughs> I, I I think. Um, I think being an emotional person, um, your emotions play high. And I think that links in with me- mental health as well, you know. So getting embarrassed easily uh, happens to me. But I tend to uh, I tend to try and laugh at everything in general, you know what I mean? Because, because the world is so tough for me personally, that's kind of how I deal with things, you know. I hate, I hate the feeling of embarrassment. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? I'd rather a dead arm. <laughs> no, really. Hey, yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm, it links in with what what Keith, you were saying, you know, uh, with anxiety and stuff like that. It really is. Like, I, I can remember a time probably before I was a teenager and if I got embarrassed about something, I would go purple. Mm. I, I remember I could feel my face like getting warm <laughs> and I'd yeah. go beetroot, you know. It's worse when you're a teenager, isn't it? Because if you go purple, then you, you get a worse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then you freeze. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny, like, you know, even public speaking, like, you know, we're, we're doing a radio course, you're doing journalism where part of it is you have to get up and public speak, you know. And I returned to education late. Um, and I think... You know, assignments, whatever, you know, they're tough. But I think the public speaking in first year for me was was tough because it was the fear of embarrassment, you know, in your own head. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to mess up. I'm not going to say the right thing. And I remember standing up in front of the class the first time and I I just kind of thought, who cares? You know what I mean? Mm. Who really cares if 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 I make a mistake, they're probably not going to notice anyway. So I did. I just stood up and. I did it and afterwards I asked the class I said did you did you notice anything and they said uh, no they said you seem the opposite you seem confident and I I think that ties in with mental health as well this kind of mask that men put mm-hmm. up because I think women are good at relating and opening up with their emotions I think men we, we tend to uh, we, we put up a mask you know and that's supposed to get embarrassed Exactly, yes. Yeah. yeah Which that's... makes it even more embarrassing when you do get embarrassed. <laughs> exactly. It's a cycle of <laughs> that embarrassment. That makes sense. <laughs> cycle of anxiety, yeah. yeah. What is what, what is the most 
as as a group of men, the most embarrassing thing as a man situation wise that you can get into, or the most embarrassing situation that I always think of. Um, there was a time I used to do a lot of cycling, and I used to drop in this coffee shop, and I used to get on really well with the woman behind the counter. And every week I'd have gone out and asked for a number. This is the week, and I must have done it for about ten weeks. And every time I'd, I'd talk to her, I'd get really embarrassed. And I just start rambling on about nonsense. And I must have spent about 100 euros before I gave up. Didn't even ask her in the end. Do you know that way? I think that's probably one of the most embarrassing things to try and, and do is to approach a woman for a number. For me, I don't know what it is for, for you. I think you are, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It is the embarrassment of rejection, you know? I think that's that's a big thing for men. Again, I don't think it's, quite the same for women I, I don't know if that's because men have more of an ego I'm not too sure but it is like I remember definitely the fear of rejection you know it wasn't the, it wasn't even the fear of speaking to a girl it was the fear of what if she says no <laughs> which is ridiculous because when you get older you realise ah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really matter no you know what ten say no it's, it's kind of interesting though because really I mean I've had to deal with the embarrassment of rejection a, a few times. It's not been pleasant at all. You know, at least I managed to get some words out at points, but it, it was it was horrible, really. You know, I'm just trying to go and have a kind of a basis of connection that's just basically not being breached and there's no effort on the other end. But, you know, I sort of realize as well, I could have been extra, extra embarrassed if I'm trying to go and be speaking about a subject. I hate to be wrong. Uh, and I don't want to be wrong at all. I don't want to go and put in all the effort that I can to go and be correct about something, to be right, you know, to be at least correct in my own convictions, mm. to be right in my own convictions. And, like, being embarrassed about that, just being shown up as if, like, the things that you'd put all this time into is something that's worth humiliating you over. That's a terrible feeling, really, you know. But eventually, I just, you know, I have to go and have some sort of surety in my own sense of self. And... You know, there's not other people that can give that to me as well. Yeah, I think what you're talking about there as well, it keeps a lot of... Um, I've always struggled with me weight, as in I can never put it on. Mm. Um, but for years, I wasn't able to walk into a gym because I'd be embarrassed. Because like Joe's saying, I didn't want to do anything wrong. Mm. I didn't want to lift the weight wrong. Yeah. I'd never done it before. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Uh. But you'd be standing beside these big men, you know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. They'd be jacked. Think. Yeah. Yeah, well, in your head, before I even walk in, that jacked. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's never the case, really. Do you know what I mean? Um, but for years, that kept me out of the gym. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's that, and, that and the changing rooms. Uh, terrified yeah. to get, you know, ah, terrified yeah. to uh, get I dressed. Like to, <laughs> I like to get me stuff and get out and get home and then wash, if at all yeah. possible. If it's, a, if it's a bit of a longer trip, then I'd have to go and use their damn showers then. Oh. But um, yeah, I generally try to avoid that kind of scrutiny as well. It's uh, uh I don't know. Sent back to you, Kane. Before we move on from embarrassment, what what would keep you up at night from that fear of going red? What would be the thing that totally terrify you? Well, it's it's interesting because I honestly I feel the older I get, the less I care about being embarrassed. And mm. I find the older I get and the more that happens, the more I can 
really feel free to be honest you know because we all get I think caught up in our own head or our own thoughts and our own insecurities about others I feel when you get older you realize everybody's dealing with their own stuff and not in a bad way but people don't care you know Mm. (laughs) a lot of the time people don't care and I think when you get older you realize that and then in a nice way as well you kind of don't care anymore you know if that makes sense yeah and I think it's you realize as well that people don't know you know we don't have glass heads you know people don't know what's going on in your head so it's more not so much people don't care people don't know you know what I mean to, to care um, yeah that, that trying to I think that's the biggest one isn't it just yeah. trying not to care what people think yeah yeah I saw a, a picture it was graffiti that somebody put somewhere and, and it was went something to the effect of uh, everybody's dealing with their own battles inside that you don't know about so try and be nice and I, I read that I, I looked at the picture of the graffiti I thought that's that's wonderful. That's that sums it up really, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's great when you get stuff like that that sticks with you, isn't it? Yeah, it's some writing yeah. on the wall. Yeah, writing, writing, writing on the wall. wall. <laughs> you know. Anything you want to want to add, Ken? Uh, no, it. I think that's it. You know, just about the embarrassment thing. Um, what I would say to people is, it's a difficult thing to say not to do, but just trying not to be embarrassed. You know. Um, mm. Who cares, you know? If you fall over and fail, you get back up, so... Yeah. That's it. Who yeah. cares? Carl, hit me. What's you get? Oh, God. It's right here. Let's see what we got. You got two, didn't you, Carl? I did have two, yes. That's a rule for anyone listening. If you pick out two out of a hat, you're stuck with them. I didn't oh, actually God. pick this second one. It was already here for me, but that's yeah. okay. Ah, oh, here we go. Probably giving me secrets away, Carl. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got a uh, awkward and helpless. This is great. This is wonderful. This is just for anyone listening. There is positive ones in that hat. We just <laughs> didn't pick them. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking here about moments of when it, I'd be feeling a little awkward over over different uh, different matters and such. And well, over the past week, you know, it does sort of. Um, I do end up feeling like a little bit awkward, a little bit put out, I guess, you know, when I'm trying to go and, uh, you know, just get a, get a few thoughts out there and I'm an awful lot. I spend my time online, essentially looking at a, looking at a few other people and, uh, seeing how they go and react to things, looking at people's reactions to different events as they go and transpire as well. You know, but one of the things about it was that, you know, I, I can't help but notice that people are just sort of, you know, social media isn't really something that I think a lot of people are really capable of really understanding how much it can take them, you know? So I try to go and get that point across to people, you know, and it's it can be quite awkward, you know, I'm feeling a little bit detached because, I mean, I'm trying to go and speak to an idea. It's just like, okay, you're sort of going a little bit off the rails here. You can just calm it down a little bit, you know, and we all have subjects that can do that to us but yeah they they, they don't want to go into they don't want to go and listen to us in any way so then it, then it becomes a big old bloody argument and it gets very frustrating trying to deal with that as well and i mean i'm looking at things from a very a very clinical or at least some sort of you know 
factual kind of basis. I want to try and look to that as much as possible. And other people don't care. They have they are stuck with what they believe to be true, and it's it's really one of these horrible things. And I feel pretty awkward because I mean I'm never satisfied with an answer. I'm never satisfied with any specific one conclusion to things, you know. But um, that's because you know I just want to I want to figure out the reality of how things are, and you know to tie it up with helplessness. I mean I I'm trying to go and I'm trying to go and solve like a thousand year old puzzle you know with the wrong tools as well it's like working at a gigantic rubik's cube or something you know and it keeps on moving moving against you that's that's what it feels like trying to go and understand the complexity of everything out there it's like it's like you're playing against a game or a device that's playing against you again do you feel like you're in again i feel like it's important to feel like it's important to have the agency to treat something like it's a game you know that way you can go and keep on having an action that way you can go and keep on you always have a response essentially and sometimes you can go and take advantage as well and basically go and do something that no one would consider before that's that's the that's the idea in any way and you know i think a lot of people want to go and do something a bit new you know mm. what is it you do Hopelessness. Was it hopelessness or helplessness? Helplessness. Helplessness is something I'd probably fail every few hours if I'm being honest. Yeah. What do you do or where do you go to get away? Because you're, you're quite a fast thinker, aren't you? You're quite deep thinker. I, yeah, well, I just that's just practice, I guess, after a point, you know. Where do you go to not to think? Or do you not think? Well, to get to a point where I'm where I'm not thinking, actually, this is really interesting because, you know, I've noticed it a few times around here and I think that silence is just something so splendid. And, you know, I mean, there's a few soundproof places up around here to actually feel that sensation of there's absolutely nothing happening around. It's, it's, it almost feels divine. But uh, to, to go and work through something and... You know, to, to work through my sen- own sense of helplessness as all this information and stimulation is coming at us all at once from different sources, I would think, you know, it's just like, okay, well, they've got their bag. They've got their thing they want to sell. they got their thing that they believe is the only thing that can be true. But, you know, that's uh, that's their kind, of, uh, it's their kind of trap. That's their kind of gambit, you know, but I can still do something for myself. You know, I can still have my own sense of security. And when I want to go and not think, absolutely, I go for places of silence. I go for Have you got a happy place? Uh, well, I don't think it counts as a happy place, but I did feel really, really peaceful uh, checking out the soundproof the rooms up around by this place. But um, besides that, like, I, I do have a song. I got a few songs, actually. I listened to uh, some, of the, some of the more, uh, you know, peaceful stuff from uh, this Japanese group called Man With A Mission, you know? They've got a song called Akatsuki and they've got another song called Colors, you know? And they got they got a few different ones, you know? And I listened to a fair few bits and a fair few other kinds of uh, musicians and such. And, you know, I get myself grounded in that moment again, you know, to remind myself of who I am, you know? And that it's not all about just completely contesting against this game. That's 
play it on me whether I like it or not. Yeah, people often hear that term, like the game of the game of life. Uh, you know, play the game. Uh, yeah, it's a hard way to look at life. It, you, I think I it can be. Yeah, I mean, you'd think it's uh, you'd think it's very dehumanizing in a, in a sense, and it can and it can be in a, in a certain way as well because you know. If if you've got a if there's a way in which you're looking at the world and it's uh, wrapping up or aligning with someone else's strategy, that's um that's not you being in control. I happen to think. I wouldn't say I'm too paranoid about that, you know, because that's how. Yeah, but it's funny you say you feel like in the control and and um helplessness. Yeah, kind I of know. Like the, 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 the cards. I know. I know. Sometimes what we think and fear are totally the opposite. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's all like. Do you feel in control of your own life? I feel like I have to. I feel like I have to keep on pushing myself so that I am. What happened if you stopped? Well, that's uh, that's essentially where I just sort of fall to the wayside, you know. And I don't feel. I wouldn't feel that it's very good to to go and do that. I don't want to be in that place anymore, where I don't want to, where I don't want to go and engage with anything, or or be afraid of saying something to go and speak out. You know, that's that's not my, that's not what I want to do at all, really. And it's because mm. I've been holding myself up with, you know, anxieties as well, and the idea of being awkward and that I would end up being helpless, and that's been a horrible loop for a long time. But you know, but it's. It's a thing that people end up going and doing, you know, they second guess themselves an awful lot. And now you end up going through two or three times or four times before I'd come out with something. What would you do if you didn't care what anybody in the world taught you? What would you go and do? That's something. I'd go and get a big, big bloody rig of, uh, you know, studio equipment and then I'd just go and talk to people about the entertainment world, the alternative entertainment world and what I really like and why I like it and these stories that I'm happening to happening to, to be to really love, you know, and the things I can appreciate about them. So why ain't you doing it? Mm. Well, you know, I'm just uh, I need my kit first. And uh <laughs> I've got a few bits and pieces now, you know. Yeah. Now I've just gotta build up, get me credits for it, you know. That's that's what I really want Go to do. That's it, man. Nothing I I in 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 my life the opportunities passed me by and stuff, nothing will impact on your mental health more than that question of if I did that thing, where would I be now? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That will cripple you. That's, that that's a really, really good point, I think. Definitely. Um, I suppose myself and yourself, Keith, Keith Byrne, as in the moderator, we are... <laughs> We are closer in age, I would say, than Kikir and, and Carl. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that's, you hit the nail again on the head. Uh, definitely, if I was to instill anything on anybody younger, is that we are always capable of stopping ourselves. And sometimes that's all that is stopping ourselves is our own mind, our own self, rather than just going and doing it, you know. And that's a very important thing that you hit on there. Like, you know, why, why aren't you doing it? You know, what's what's really stopping you is it yourself or is it something outward you know i think it's uh, more often not it's the fear of what people think you know absolutely goes yeah. back to embarrassment as we spoke about and anxieties it is mm-hmm. precisely yeah. yeah and i think when you live i wouldn't say privileged but we all live quite 
comfortable in terms of the world that we've shelter, food and, and the basics that sometimes a nine to five job or, or just getting by it's it, it is comfortable, you know, when I'm in my own jobs a healthcare worker, it'd be so easy just to not come to college and not chase doing a podcast and not chase what Carl was saying, not not to go and talk about um whatever it is you want to talk about because the money's okay and it's cushy and the people I work with are alright and, and I love the two lads that I look after and, and all that but happiness sometimes enjoyment of what you do is so much more important than, than a week's wage yeah. um, so much more absolutely absolutely um, in, in life and yeah I think you should go I, th- I think you could easily go and talk to one person a week in some sort of media <laughs> And come back and tell us in a month's time. Yeah, well, that was a podcast I was doing over the weekend as well. I'm just going to build that up and keep it going too. And yeah, do. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the plan essentially. Eventually I'll get into a point where I just make my own entertainment as well and uh, start amusing people with a few geeky things, but uh, it'll be worth it, you know? Yeah, because that feeling of hopelessness and, and awkwardness, it's, it's normally comes from the inside. What I found, you know, it, it's 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 normally just a situation that will pass. Nothing in this world is hopeless. You know what I mean? There's a lot to be said of the theatre of the mind and how it messes with you, you know? Yeah, stop listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> I th- again, I think that's important. Uh, Carl, you hit on music there and exactly what you said, Keith, that for me, music has always been that, that you, you listen to music or film, I would say, is a close second. You, you listen to an album, you watch a film, and you switch off. You stop listening mm. to your inward, your inner monologue. You stop listening to your your inner critical self, you know? And exactly like you said as, as well, Keith, um, I remember I, I was formerly a musician, bass player in a band. You look like one. <laughs> Thanks. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> uh, so I remember not doing it for a long time I used to play I learned how to play bass guitar myself and play in the bedroom and people said why don't you go and play in a band and it was my own nervousness of playing in public playing in front of people and exactly like you said I came to the first gig and I'm not going to be I won't lie like I nearly cancelled I nearly said to the lads ah no you know can't do it no but I didn't I I literally had to force myself to get up on stage put the bass guitar on stand in front of the mic and do it and i was so nervous but after the first or second song i got into it what was the first song that we played Mm. uh valerie actually yeah because we had a female (laughs) singer so valerie uh amy winehouse's version that was funny you ask because i will always remember that (laughs) because i was so nervous but yeah it was the first song and i did it and i'll be honest if I had have cancelled, it would have crippled me more. I, I would have been so annoyed at myself, you know, men, mental health wise would have been and it would have in a dark place. Gone through that process of, I can't do it, I can't do it, I gotta do it, I'm not gonna do it all over again. Exactly, yes. So it goes back kind of to what we were saying about fight or flight, you know. Mm. In, the, in this case, for me personally, I fought it and I was so glad. So glad that I did it, you know. Yeah, I think we should all encourage Carl to go and do whatever it is he wants to go and do. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I'll try to go and entertain you to the best of my ability, I guess. I'd certainly listen. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ah, nice. Definitely. One thing I've always thought, though, is that the general consensus, at least in this room, from what I can tell, is, yeah, ignore that voice, do what you want to do, the best in your life. But why do we, as humans, have that voice in the first place when all the aspects that we notice of, at least, are always negatively impacting us? Was there a point at some point in either our lives or humans before where it was helpful? Or have you guys ever experienced anything that made that voice inside you make a good decision? No. No? Well, <laughs> I think um, I think there, there, it's something built into our evolution, essentially, because we're thinking creatures and we're tool users. Okay, this was, uh, this was kind of like the original caution voice to go and say don't stick your hand into the fire and now it's it's evolved to go and have all these other social kinds of uh reactions to things as well so it's like okay don't cross that one he's a uh, he's probably very he's he's big and strong or he's got influence he's gonna go and mess you about he's gonna lie about you to other people that kind of thing and you know and then yeah, yeah, that kind of second-guessing voice. It, it can go and build up and manifest and just, like, come out with all sorts of different creative ways to go and put you down. But, like, when you actually... You have to actually go and, just like, separate it's the negativity from it, I think. I think that's the thing when it comes to, like, hopelessness and awkwardness. I think they go hand-in-hand. Hand. If you're hopeless, you feel awkward. But mm. what you're saying, because um, I'm, I'm quite like what you said, if, if I walk into a port but can't anywhere... I, I scanned around and everyone in it in, in seconds and I know in my head I'd be thinking he's big he's threatening stay away from him watch him watch oh she's this she's that I have the realm judged I don't know any of them and I'm like that everywhere I go yeah and I was reading a book one time and we basically the the part of the brain that's responsible for anxiety hasn't developed since caveman times so we still when we get fearful or whatever brings that response on we're not looking at the human or we're not looking at you know whatever it is that that brings anxiety on we're still reacting as if it's a tiger or a bear chasing us do you know what I mean hmm. so sometimes you have to tell yourself it's not a tiger or a bear yeah yeah that's that's very that that's interesting I, I didn't really realise that but it makes total sense because we are self-preserver, like we, we try to preserve our own safety. So that would make sense going back to that time. And as you said, nowadays it's helpful, but it can also be a hindrance. Yeah. I think, yeah. 100% hindrance. Um, before we move on from awkward and hopelessness, anything to add, Ken? Well, I'd, I'd go and say that like, there's, it's always got its own kind of personality, I'd say, but uh, you know, it's got its own agenda at the same time. But um, that's, it's not always correct. And uh, you know, like uh, like you were saying earlier, Keen, it's just like uh, everyone's got something else going on. You know, they all have their own things that they're working through. You know, and I guess we're all sort of like lumped with this thing as well. So I guess we just need to, I guess we just find our ways to go and get through it, whether yeah read a philosophy book or listen to music or find a place of do a podcast or do a podcast and you gotta commit yeah yeah you gotta well, do whatever it is you 
So this you're gonna do ten minutes ago that I can't remember. Yeah, that's great. That is. I just told you. Okay. <laughs> what is a car? What? Hey. At the end of February, we're doing another podcast, and you all gotta have this project started. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, thinking it's making a variety podcast, and then going throwing throwing in a bit of folklore in on top of that. You know, with a kind of a alternative kind of look at the look at the world. You know, enjoy a bit of film, enjoy a bit of music, enjoy a bit of folklore, a uh, bit of current affairs. Try to take a different opinion on that. So when Mental Man comes back at the end of February, mm. you're gonna have a fourth episode of podcast one. Oh yeah, well, yeah, I'll have a. I already have a first episode already up, but I'm gonna go make it better. That's what I want to do. Yeah, go ahead, here first. What's it called? Heretical news. Nice. Yeah. Her- heretical news. Heretical. Heretical. Yes. Hey, give it a listen. I got it. Gotta yeah. give it a shot. All right. Good man, Carlo. And what did the hat give Keith? Oh, I got fearful. Oh. Um, Zero for four for happy emotions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hat don't lie. Zero for five. <laughs> it is an Irish podcast, lads. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I've got an ability. Um, fearful. That's um, yeah. That's that. That would be the last probably three hours um, before coming in here doing this. I was only talking to one of the um, film students while I came in and. Um, the stomach was in my mouth, you know, that feeling. And uh, so I have to do a podcast. And, um, do a podcast and, and I'm nervous and, and this and that. I said, I'm only getting used to voice notes on WhatsApp, never mind speaking into a microphone, do you know that way? Yeah. Um, but fear has always been huge. Yeah, it's been huge to me my whole life. Um, I'm not even big fears, you know. We, talking, we were having this conversation the other day about um fear and, and and the girl I'm saying she she is afraid of zombies, right? Now to me, like what the fuck? Do you know that sort of way? Zombies, that's that's never gonna happen. For me it's little fears. It's it's like fears of being late, fears of making a mistake doing a podcast like this, fears of doing a podcast, fears mm. of the big one of, of what people think. Um even as ourselves, like, you know, I, I I always find like I think I'm the odd person in the room always you know so I always grew up like in a walking class area but I wasn't like I wasn't mental like the rest of my mates yeah but I wasn't like a scholar like mm. others so I didn't know where to fucking go um, so I had that fear especially doing this um, doing the, the likes of podcast and media and I put myself out there in any way it's like people gotta think um you know and, and more often than not it's people i don't even care about it's people i couldn't care about oh, what they say they're gonna slag me like a 12 year old you know that way mm. um oh yeah definitely i think i think fear is the fear and self-loading i think for me when it comes to my mental health are the two big ones i think fear of doing anything and not having enough love in myself to get over the fear I think they're the two that just crippled me as a human being um, I probably could have been years ahead of myself only if I was still afraid you know that sort of way um, hmm, yeah. I think it's huge I think as a man you're not supposed to be afraid you know you're, you're supposed to have it all together you're supposed to be 
good with your fists, but you're also meant to be funny and charming, and you're supposed to be a last like in the coffee shop, ew, and do that podcast, and mm. not, not sit depressed eating. Um, what were you? Hmm? What biscuits were you? Uh, hobnobs. Hobnobs. <laughs> you know, um, I don't care. The image of 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 the man that's that's out there in society. I don't, I don't think a lot of men match up, but it's that fear of, fear of um, just that fear. It's not what I, you know, the fear of everything. I think. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched the earlier one either. I haven't watched any of the previous versions or read the book, but I believe in the Dune series. All right, there's this big old saying saying that fear is the mind killer. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's that's the thing. I mean, a lot of what's going on with that big old meta narrative is that, like, you know, the, this this lad is actually trying to go and get over that and live up to who he's who he's supposed to be. But you know, all of the rest of the all of the rest of the galaxy is all revolving around this as well, and that conflict that he's a part of. It's it was um, it was quite the story, and uh, I really really need to get onto it and actually watch the stuff. But um, yeah, fear is the mind killer. That was one that really. It's also the um, it's not just a mind killer. It's 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 a relationship killer. It's a, a friendship killer. Yeah. You know, too afraid. Um, recently we started seeing someone. Um, and 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 I even that was no, it's like nearly every week it's one of our tones. I think the other one's got to dump the other one, you know that way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to reassure that myself, and, and you know, be alright. Just now, just just be alright. No matter the outcome, but that fear of what if she goes, what if she fucking stays, what if she wants me to meet, ah. Oh. Yeah. She's totally in July. Oh, she's gonna want me to go to that. I'm gonna have to interact with people. Oh, the fear. Do you know what I mean? Um, horrible, crippling. Um, if we, if ah, uh, just horrible. I think it's it's the worst probably emotion a man can feel as any human being. Mm. But as a man, you're supposed to be fearless, and uh, you know, um, yeah, you're supposed to have all the answers. Or at least the society tells you that. Or, my head tells me that anyway, you should have it all together. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know how well the rest of you feel about fear. Is fear? Uh, well, obviously. Uh, I know for me, I get fear loads in public spaces. Unless it's like, I don't mind public speaking. Funny enough, I'm under like few people who don't mind public speaking. But if it's not a public event, it's just out in public as is where anything can happen. That's when I become really fearful. Like on buses and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I would be nearly the polar opposite to that that public speaking uh, I would really struggle with but when it comes to outside social situations I'd be very comfortable in in fact like I grew up in Wicklow but I also hung hung out a lot in southwest Dublin so Tala and places like that and I'd go there fearless to be quite honest Mm. with you because I I think it's because possibly because I'm not too tall (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but also because I think because I'm not too tall, I learned how that I had to use my social skills early mm. on because I wasn't big enough to fight the big lad in school or mm. whatever, you know. So I learned social skills. So because of that, I kind of wouldn't would not be fearful, to be quite honest, in public or even in a in a rough situation, you know, playing gigs and music or dealing with drunk people. 
honest. Drunk people can be scary. Would you have a fear of getting a slap? <laughs> no. No. That's that's the truth. Uh, I, I actually wouldn't. Um, maybe that's part of it, you know? I never had... I've never had a fear of the actual fight. Mm. Mm. Um, I think as a as, as a human being, you get a clatter at some stage in your life. It's just life. Mm. But now, I, I'd hate to be a kid growing up now because I'd hate to get a really bad hide and I lose a fight and for it to go up on YouTube. That, that, that would be on my fear list. That's the oh. difference these days, isn't it? Everything is monitored. Everything is... Everybody yeah. has a smartphone. Everybody has a camera. Everybody records. You know, yeah. It's it's true. That, yeah. And that's interesting because it seems we've just completely stripped away uh, people's ability to go and just be alone as themselves. And, you know, now it's really coming down to just how everyone online is supposed to go and judge it and, and, and how the social media apparatus itself of the algorithms meant mm. to judge it. I don't care about that. And honestly, like, I know enough about all of that kind of stuff to hate it, you know? That's, but they, they, for people who haven't even looked at any of that kind of stuff, who never looked at how society functions and everything like that, who never grew up in the nineties like us, right, like that, they just don't, they don't know that we this this wasn't always the case where we weren't always being watched all the time and we weren't always concerned about what other people thought. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I always look at me, it's hard to me dad and, and, and my brother, oh, my dad, my dad's a proper proper man. Like, um, you'd never see them afraid. Just wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Same with my brother. He got afraid, he just hit you. Mm. You know, that'd be his way of dealing with it. I'd just smack him. You know Honest, that honestly, the only thing that I actually fear would be like unpredictability. That, like, sometimes, like, for a lot of people, that can be like the best thing ever. Mm. And, like, I do see the enjoyment in not being able to predict things, learn something new all the time. But like when there's a situation where you don't know any of the possibilities that even could happen, never, never mind. You don't know what will happen of the things you do know. It can be like crazy. I remember one time when I was younger, I was just walking through town with me, Matt, and this random fella just came up, gave me a clatter, walked off, like, no big deal. Like, just clattering like a four-year-old for, like, no reason. And, like, no one really cared. Like, obviously, it, it's a funny story to tell now. If that was, like, nowadays, that would be put online and stuff. Holy shit. But, oh, yeah. like, you know, it's just that kind of unpredictability. Is like, how is anyone supposed to expect that to happen, you know? He'd be hunted down now. Yeah, he would be, or it'd just be a very funny video. It depends if it was like people would say it'd be like faked, and it was just really funny as well. Yeah, fundraiser, Elba. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, there's loads of different possibilities that could even come out of a video if that ha- came up. You know that kind of thing, where there's just so many different things, and it's just overwhelming. We think of the stuff yeah. like me, man, and dad got away with as kids. I don't mean the the, the patterns or anything, but I mean just even like like the elf leaving us outside the pub in the car. Yeah. You never got away with that, no. Yeah, absolutely not, no. Yeah, I remember being, I used to hate it. That's the truth. I, I remember on Sundays, we'd be brought to a pub and we'd be, you know, the usual bottle of Coke thrown at you, mm. a few packets of crisps, and you'd have to play outside. And I'd be like, I, I hate this, you know. I'd rather be at home watching telly or whatever, or out with my mm. friends or whatever. Like you said, I said that to people younger to younger than me, and they were shocked. They were like, what? I was like, that, that was the done thing, you know? Yeah, it's just normal. I, mean, I wouldn't even mind my dad used to drink. And one of the pubs he used to drink was when I was up in Tala. Most people would be afraid to go into it. 
you know that last one. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, probably, I've probably been in there before or something. Uh, but yeah, when I was a kid, before the smoking ban came in, you know, I was in there one of the days, brought in one of the days, into one of these pubs, and everyone was bloody smoking. And I ended up coming out of the place, I ended up having a cough for two weeks. Yeah, thinking about fear, um, there is a a horror novelist, very famous horror novelist called H.P. Lovecraft. And to ad lib his quote, his his quote was that one of the oldest and strongest emotions in, in men is fear. And one of the strongest elements out of fear is fear of the unknown. You know, I love that quote as well. And it ties into what you said, Keith, as well. It's you know, fear of yeah. the unknown. What can happen? What What's going to happen, you know? Yeah, most of what you think is going to happen or afraid is going to happen. It never happens. Exactly. That's the that's the point, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. never happens. Yeah. yeah. Remarkably, Lovecraft was an awful lot like a kid if you actually knew him personally. You know, he's going around just picking up ice creams and checking out stuff, you know. But uh, then you have all these other associations that you got and how he had to deal with his fear and he didn't deal with it in a good way at all, you know. It was only in his later, right? Instead he realised, oh, hang on a minute. Thinking about people that way wasn't actually the best thing at all. Yeah. <laughs> just um we're nearly towards the end, lads, and just so we don't leave everyone depressed. We've uh, another little game. It's called the colour game. So basically we're gonna go around and we're gonna see how we are feeling and you have to put a colour on how you feel. So not the feeling, the colour. Mm. So I've got to go around. So, Keith, I'll start with you. I feel like a yellow. A yellow? Yellow. Why yeah. a yellow? Mm. I don't know, I'm just... You feeling mellow? Yeah, I'm feeling me- I'm feeling the mellow yellow. Mm-hmm. Just chill. What colour were you before you came into the room? Uh, probably like a colder yellow, maybe a turquoise. <laughs> something like that. This is I'm, I'm having a pretty good day today. So you're a yellow, you're just mellow do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Keen? I was going to say yellow as well. I really was, and yeah. and for similar similar reasons, um, that I very much mellowed into into this this podcast, you know, uh, and I suppose before might have been I don't know why green. I don't mean I was sick or anything, but <laughs> if if you ask the color, I would say green first. Green fire came in, and yellow now. Yeah, yellow now. Everyone's mellowing. Cardo, red, red, why red? Because it's just it's the color I love. It's the colour of love, yeah, it's the colour of passion as well, and it's now in the back of my mind as well, I'm quite quite aware that, like, oh, yeah, you know, I just let so many other things annoy me, you know, but if I just stick towards what's what's more prominent, what's more important, that passion, you know, that's, that's where I'll go and have myself a bit more enjoyment with things, and before that, you know, when I got in, you know, I was just feeling, oh, um, yeah, I was feeling quite, uh, quite blue, actually. Blue? Know? Yeah. Blue Monday or Monday. Well, yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. yeah. That's it. But uh, no, I was feeling blue before I got here because you know, no other stresses and such. You know, there are things in life. But I got here now. It's red. You know, red, mm. yellow, yellow, red. Mm. And game connect four. <laughs> 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 and there's four of us. I know. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um, what would I have been? Probably black uh, before I came in because um, I was so, so anxious uh, before I came in and so nervous. I really do hate listening to my own voice. Um, how would I feel now? I'd go probably with an orange. 
Mm. Orange. That's a good yeah. one. Could you describe that a bit? Or just... Um, I don't know, I feeling healthy. Mm. Mm. That's a nice association. Yeah. 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 I sort of feel healthy for coming in and, and having mm. a yap. Yeah, that's mm. good, yeah. Yeah, sunlight, light, you know, yellow, oranges are associated with that, reds as well, you know. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. You know, Keith orange. Gearin's hair, you know. Yeah, as if. <laughs> Things meant to be planned, Ken. <laughs> meant to be. Doesn't mean it is. <laughs> Keith Burns windsock is orange as well, so. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Before we finish, lads, anybody want to add anything to it real quick? I just want to say you've been an amazing moderator. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, good, actually. Yeah. I had a really good time. Yeah, likewise. That's all. I had a good time, yeah. That's all. Uh, considering the weather today, I'd say praise the sun. Yeah. And just before we finish, if anybody has been affected by any issues on this show, please contact the Good Samaritans on one one six one two three. Thank you.